Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's continuing to see more and more pictures of the damage and destruction from yesterday's hailstorm. I mean, boy, oh boy, some of the vehicles were, well, they're destroyed, literally destroyed. All of the windows gone and, you know, what remains of the vehicle just dented all over, top to bottom. So Chris and I were talking before during the break there. I mean, we were both saying, like, I, I can't believe nobody was hurt or killed when you see what these hailstorms can do, right? We've You've seen homes with the siding blown apart and roofs all pockmarked and everything. I mean, the vehicles, how do people not get killed by these? Well, they do, but not very often. This is according to Weather Underground. Um, in spite of the enormous crop and property damage that these hailstorms cause, only three people are known to have been killed by falling hailstones in modern U.S. history. A farmer caught in his field in Lubbock, Texas, May 13th of 1930. A baby struck by large hail in Fort Collins, Colorado in 79. And a boater uh, in Texas in March of 2000. So it's extremely uncommon, which really... It's kind of surprising when you see what happened yesterday, but very, very fortunate that it didn't. I mean, we're thankful for that, but let's get an account of what happened this weekend because it wasn't just that storm. Uh, Nevin D'Amiliano joins us now. He's with Prairie Storm Chasers. He's been with us before. Nevin, thanks for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Shay. Yeah, so this weekend, let's just go through it because we're hearing a lot about the storm that happened last night and for good reason, but I know Big Valley had to be shut down. There were all kinds of tornado reports. So just tell us about how this weekend of wild weather unfolded. Yeah, and then I think we were when we were looking to forecast for this weekend, we kind of saw that things had heated up earlier last week and, and we were just waiting for that yeah. kind of ridge of high pressure to break down and, that, and that's what happened over the weekend. So we saw several days of severe weather. And that's what it is, Nevin, right? We, we had the heat and we had the humidity for a good long stretch of time and then we all knew that it was supposed to cool off into this week and it's when you get that change that you're going to see things touch off, right? Exactly, exactly. Where was the the storm? Like there was tornadoes. We actually did have a tornado this weekend. Where was that one? That was near uh, Coronation, actually. Yeah, that was from Sunday. Uh, a storm had, had actually fired near Heisler, Alberta, and kind of tracked southeast um, before. And it produced very large hail as well, too. Where were you for all these storms? I know you were pretty close yesterday. You were sending up some incredible pictures yesterday. Yeah, yesterday we were kind of targeting that. Uh, corridor between Rocky Mountain House and and east through Central Alberta uh, for all the ingredients. Sunday was a little bit of a surprise uh, where that actually that storm fired and and kind of moved. We were actually targeting an area close to the foothills, so um, there wasn't a lot of views of that one. But there were still some significant storms right in the Nordig area e- even on Sunday and into uh, early Monday morning. At the, in like two o'clock in the morning, and we talked to some campers out there that had trees that had fallen down next to their trailers. So there was still some significant weather even late into the night. When you're out doing things like this, like we were talking about the hail before I brought you on. I mean, how mm-hmm. do people not die from this, Nevin? Seriously, I mean, not trying to be glib here. I mean, these are they're bullets from the sky. 
Absolutely. Uh, there's a reason storm chasers often carry helmets in their vehicles when we're, when we're chasing and, and have armored vehicles as well. So it's not like we're, we're just chasing in, in regular vehicles most of the time. But uh, it's a good question because you see a lot of animals that are killed by hailstones. Oh, really? Uh, cows, cows, yeah, for sure. Um, and so you got to always be careful of that. It's not just the tornadoes are often what we're looking for, but uh, the hail, the wind, especially wind-driven hail, um, and that monster hail that you like you saw yesterday, that's, that's devastating uh, to hit anyone or anything. So you really have to be careful around those, those events. Um, what are we looking like now? Things seem to have calmed down quite a bit here, and now we're into this cool pattern, but I know it's supposed to warm up again this weekend. Uh, yeah, we haven't really, we're still kind of processing after a busy weekend, so we haven't <laughs> sat down to look at the, the future, but um, August, we're still going to see severe weather, right? It's it's still part of our severe weather season, yeah. um, and, and we know we'll probably get a few good storms, and, and I think one of the things, I, I read some of the messages from people who were trapped on the QE2 there in that storm, and yeah. like, I know sometimes they said that there wasn't a lot of injuries, but the person I talked to said, they had some injuries for sure, uh, concussion and, and things like that. And just wanted people to know, like, take these storms seriously. Um, and, and I'm trying to think back, if I was in that scenario, what would I have done? Right, yeah, exactly. And yeah, and, and if you're traveling on the QE2 uh, there's in, the, in the summer, I mean, I think traveling in the morning, if possible, is, is a good practice if you know severe weather is going to happen. So getting that forecast. Uh, and then if you do see a storm, maybe trying to wait it out in a, in a town where you can get a little bit of shelter uh, and let it pass before you continue traveling. But if you get stuck in that scenario, because these storms can move up fast, I mean, I don't know really what to do other than cover your heads, because in, in, even in the vehicle, if you have a sunroof or even all the windows on some of those vehicles are just gone. So you really have to just shelter yourself and, and hang tight in that scenario. Uh, you, you know, and the scary thing, Nevin, it happened to me once. I don't know. I think it was 19, I'm going to say 1996, 97 in Calgary. There was a wicked hailstorm and, and a bunch of us had pulled over to the side of the road because you simply couldn't see where you're going. But then you've got not only the storm and you've got the hail and you can see what's going on. But the concern then is what if somebody else decided they weren't going to pull over, right? And couldn't see where they were going. So, I mean, what's, what's the recommended rule? And I, I know there's probably laws around this, but do you pull over? Do you try and get off the road or what i mean that's another consideration and i'm so glad you brought that up because even when i was driving after the chase yesterday back through red deer there were people parked under overpasses yeah. and that's just not the place you want to be either um from a traffic perspective more than anything for me i know in in tornado events that can actually act like a wind tunnel but for from a traffic perspective if the semi behind you doesn't see that everyone is stopped under this overpass like that's that could be trouble, huge right trouble. yeah yeah, so pulling over there as far as you can, even getting into, if you can, onto the side of the ditch, like off the road is, is probably your best bet. Uh, for us, when we're chasing, we're always like in an approach or off the road completely, uh, but often we're not in the storm, right? We're, we're staying yeah. outside it. Well, I'm glad you stayed safe, Nevin, and uh, next time you got something that you're keeping an eye on, let us know about it, okay? You bet. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. That is Nevin Demiliano, who's a prairie with Prairie Storm Chasers. This is what he does. He's out there chasing storms, and as I say, you know, if you check out his social media, he was he was in the neighborhood all weekend long, as one after another. Yeah, I'm just taking a look at uh, deadly hail incidents in Canada, and I cannot find anybody having been killed by hail in Canada. Not to say it hasn't happened. 
Uh, I'm just doing a quick check here, though, and I can't find any. I did come across one of the worst hailstorms ever. And it's got to be the one that I'm talking about that I went through. Uh, the 24th of July in 1996, uh, Calgary and Winnipeg, orange-sized hailstones caused almost $300 million worth of damage in Calgary and in Winnipeg and some serious flooding too. Notably, one-third of the cars damaged by that storm were not repairable. I That's the storm where um, my, uh, my little Sunfire, which I was driving at the time, it looked like a golf ball. It literally did. It was just... Front to back, top to bottom, full of little dents from the hail that had hit. I'm pretty sure I pulled over on the side of Crowchild. I'm sure it was Crowchild um, in the afternoon because he couldn't see. I mean, it was raining so hard and hailing so hard. And the thing that I remember more than anything else, and I can't imagine what it was like yesterday, is the noise. If you've been in a car during a good thunderstorm or a good hailstorm like that, you know how loud it is. Well, this one was louder than anything that I would ever been through before. Um, if you were out in that storm yesterday, let us know what it was like. I've got a bunch of different texts and all kinds of different reports of damage. I can tell you about some of those, but I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, just some of your texts on the wild weather that we saw this weekend. Uh, this listener says, I got caught on the edge of a storm last night just west of Penhold, parked on a rural road behind some trees, still got over two dozen dents on the new truck. There were some big stones. Uh, same listener says, uh, a friend of mine lost 11 sheep in a hailstorm back in 1988 east of Stetler. Uh, listen to this text. I live 15 minutes east of Innisfail. I have never seen a storm like that. 72 years old, born in Alberta. I lost the roof on my home, my eaves troughs, the roof on my travel trailer, broken windows, the windshields on both of my vehicles, a million dents in both vehicles and sundry other damages. I have never seen anything like it, but we are tough and we will survive. I'm glad nobody was hurt. I checked in and said, is everybody okay? And he said, yeah, we're fine. Um, but uh, really, really took a beating on the property. Um, this listener says, worst I've been in was a storm in Sundry in 2008. Uh, big tornado touchdown uh, in James. The sky was neon green, golf ball-sized hail. Temp went from 33 to 2 degrees in just a few hours. The car was written off, but it was the coolest storm I've ever been in. And G says, I just bought a car in the U.S. to bring back to Canada to sell at a small profit. It was a white Subaru demo with under 5,000 miles. We got caught in a hailstorm with silver dollar-sized hail in Colorado that went all the way up to Calgary. I named that car Titleist. Somebody else say, what happened to the car lots? I don't know. Big, big insurance claims. I guarantee you, if you try and get in touch with uh, a body shop, especially in Red Deer, but probably anywhere in Alberta, based on the fact that, you know, you're not going to have drivers from all over the province, uh, they're going to be dealing with all kinds of estimates that you're going to have to take to your insurance company to try and see if your car is salvageable. Some of them are going to be written off. Based on the pictures I saw yesterday, there's no two ways about it. I mean, every single window destroyed, the car dented all to hell. I mean, just destroyed. So uh, a lot of cars will be written off, but those that have to be repaired, it's a long process. I've been through it. <laughs> Trust me, you have to go to the body shop and they're backed up like crazy because everybody's at the body shop. Of course, that was in the city of Calgary where it happened. So I don't know how bad it's going to be. RCMP reported about 70 vehicles with smashed out windows and windshields as a result of the storm yesterday. Dan in Edmonton, you're on the air. Hi, Dan. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. I was coming through um, down Highway 2 South yesterday, okay. just coming down Antler Hill, Yeah. and I saw the most massive, massive black cloud. Like, 
I've never seen anything like that in all my years in Alberta. What time was I that at, Dan? It was just around about 530. Oh. As I pulled over to the side of the road to get a look at where the storm was going, I got an alert that there was a tornado warning. And it looked like the storm was going exactly where I was going. So I said, nope, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Drove back to Innisfail, uh, put 20 bucks of gas in. I said to the gas station guy, can I park my car under the overhang? He came out and looked, and he parked his car under there, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw hail, nothing as big as what I saw on the highway. When I got back on the highway, I was basically 40 minutes on the road, just mayhem. Cars, all the windows were smashed out. Totally, like Side. completely destroyed, right? Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I trusted my instinct on that one. My dad used to say, I don't want to drive in that, and I kind of did the same thing yesterday. So did you, I mean, the thing people always talk about is the sky turns green, right? Did you notice anything like that? It wasn't green. It was black. It definitely looked like there was the ability for funnel clouds. That was my main concern is high winds. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there was a small, you know, F1, F2 tornado. I'm not a scientist. Nobody take that. Because the, the damage on the vehicles was a lot on the side. And if you know hail, it usually falls straight down. So there must have been some wind or something that was propelling it into the sides of the cars. You know, some of the, the pictures I saw. Some of the pictures that I saw, Dan, looked like you know, like gas caps and gas covers were completely ripped off and things like that. And I don't know how hail would do that. All the side windows of the cars too. Yeah. With the little window in the back. So I don't know. There, I, again, I'm not a scientist. I don't know exactly sure. what happened. Yeah. But it didn't look like a hailstorm. So, I saw a little bit of hail in Red Deer, nothing hitting the side of my car. So were people like wandering around uh, sort of in the aftermath trying to figure out what to do next? I mean, I don't think some of those cars would have been drivable, Dan. No, no. There's whole families on the side of the road. There's one lady, her car was completely demolished. A firefighter gave her a blanket and she was just kind of sitting on the side of the road crying. Jeez. It's tragic. But to be fair, I mean, the warning systems were in place. Yep. And I, just as an experienced Albertan driver in the summertime, I've hit snow on that same little stretch of highway. I always say it's the worst weather in Alberta localized to that little spot. I saw the sky, and I said, I've driven in zero visibility before. It's not fun. I just said, you know what? I'm going to take an hour. I'm going to pit stop into town. I'm going to grab some subway. I'm going to fill my gas tank, get a treat for the dog, and... I'm so glad I did, because those cars were completely ripped. Totally. And, and, and you're right. There is a corridor between Red Deer and Calgary there, and around Innisfail, Didsbury, around that way, yeah. where it's always crazy. It's almost always nuts in terms of weather around there. I remember taking my kids to Kelowna one year in August, and it was you know 25 degrees outside, sunny, sunshine, everything. That little area, there was an actual snowstorm. Like, we took pictures, <laughs> there was snow all over the ground. <laughs> and then back to rest of Calgary, it was all sunny all the way to Kelowna. So. There's something about that corridor for sure. Dan, great stuff. Thanks so much for calling. Thank you. That's Dan, who drove through that storm in Innisfail yesterday. And, you know, he makes a good point. I've lived in Alberta all my life, and I've never thought about avoiding severe weather in terms of driving, like, in planning out my day kind of a thing, right? Like like Nevin said, the storm chaser said, you know what, here's a tip. If if you're driving in Alberta on a day when there's the potential for severe weather, do your driving in the morning. It makes perfect sense, but I'm going to tell you honestly, it's never, ever occurred to me before. In fact, yesterday or Saturday, whatever the, yeah, Saturday, I drove out to um, the Onaway area, left in the middle of a storm. But I mean, we weren't anticipating severe weather at that point, right? It was... It was just a storm. You're going to have a thunderstorm. I think they got a pretty good storm yesterday.